Welcome to The Movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of The Movement, Shannon D. Hughes. Good afternoon, Wednesday, June 26, 2019. There are approximately 189 days left in 2019. If you have not started your movement by now, you will after today's show because the time is now, which is the theme of today's show, and it's very prominent with my guest today. My name is Shannon D. Hughes, and you are now part of the movement. The movement is about sharing stories that set up the future for everyone. We share the ups, downs, pitfalls, victories, and what is to come. We share stories about the human spirit. And we do it every Wednesday live at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific here on Voice America's Influencers Channel. All our replays can be heard on demand, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify as well. We have a toll-free number if you want to have any questions from me or my guest today at 866-472-5795. International at 001-480-398-1405. If you don't want to talk, we have an email, Shannon at Shannon D.U.'s. Dash the movement.com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes. Dash the movement.com. I say about 10, 12 years ago, I wanted to be a, an entrepreneur. So you start off as a solopreneur where you do everything. And one of my first hustles was merchant processing, which I still do, you know, putting in credit card uh, terminals for businesses, swapping people's out to save them money, you know, setting up websites to help them process at a lower rate. And I wanted a little bit something more. So I went into the fabulous world of real estate, not as a, a realtor, but as an investor. And as I got started, I decided to get a few coaches. And I, I had three. One, the first one was a very nice guy. He's a personal friend of mine to this day. The second guy was kind of in and out. You know, it was hard to reach at times because he was doing his thing. I understood that. The last guy, and I'm going to be completely blunt here for a second. If I saw him today, it would be a misunderstanding. Anybody with a pit bull mentality knows exactly what I'm talking about. So after being disappointed after that last coach, I decided to do a little bit more research, and I found 1-800-SELL-NOW, and I didn't know what that was, and I researched it a little more, and I found a company that is one of the biggest real estate companies in the world, and this man on the phone is the CEO and, and founder of Real Estate Worldwide, a multifaceted real estate education company with headquarters in the beautiful La Jolla, California. He has become one of the industry's most respected and influential thought leaders, Real Estate Worldwide offers a three core business units. That's REWW Academy, which is an online real estate training program with 12 courses. SMART, which is an online marketing program that enables real estate professors to access big data to create lead lists for buyers, sellers, and private money, and to use the, the REWW brand. And also, I just as I mentioned a minute ago, 1-800-SELL-NOW for local lead generation. But before all that, he was also a partner, still is part of Memphis and Best, which he started with his father and his wonderful brothers down in, in Memphis, Tennessee, and is one of the largest real estate companies in the country, having bought and sold more than 5,000 residential investment properties with another 1,000 planned for 2019. I just returned from the beautiful San Diego for his Scale and Escape uh, Summit, which a couple of years ago was Fix and Flip Summit, and I really enjoyed it. Known him for a few years. We've chatted here and, here and there, but we get to chat for a whole hour. It's my honor to bring this man in. Kent Clothier, welcome to the movement. How are you, sir? I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Hey, I'm glad to have you on. And I you know you're a busy man, so I, I appreciate having you on. So I want to get, get right into it. So, Kent, like, we like to start in the movement. We like to go way back. I know your story, but I love it. We, I want to talk about little Kent Clothier. I want you to bring the audience up to speed about 
where you were born and your family life coming up as a child, if you don't mind. Sure. I was, um, I was born in Dallas, Texas, grew up in Dallas, Texas, um, in a entrepreneurial family. My, my father, uh, had come up in the grocery industry, um, kind of speaking as a, all the way down as a, as a bagger and, and worked all the way up to be, um, a high level executive in one of the largest grocery chains there in, in the area and then ultimately owned stores and all that kind of good stuff. What I have come to appreciate as I've gotten older is what a gift that was to be raised in an entrepreneurial family, right? So, but where I'm going with it is at the end of the day, I kind of got the whole entrepreneurial spirit kind of naturally and started, we, we left Dallas, moved to Memphis, Tennessee, and I started a, what we would now call an arbitrage company with my father when I was 17, where we started buying and selling, flipping, if you will, truckloads of groceries. Rather than kind of running them through the store, we were buying them in, in one wholesaler, one distributor, one retailer. Then we turned around, put them on a truck and ship them across the country and go sell them to somebody else. And this little business that we had started... Um, just kind of taking advantage of an opportunity that was there. A lot of price discrepancies in the grocery industry. Um, right. This, this little loophole, if you will, that we saw kind of turned into a really, really big business. So, you know, like I said, when we started when I was 17, before you knew it, in my mid-20s, you know, I hardly graduated from high school and went directly into working. I never went to college, and, but that didn't mm-hmm. stop me. In my mid-20s, this little business that we'd started had turned into a $50 million a year business. Uh, that was wildly successful and ultimately turned into so a lot of iterations over the course of my 20s and 30s turned into the seventh largest privately held company in the state of Florida, ultimately I'm doing $1.7 billion a year. So it was uh, that was my first kind of journey coming from a child watching my father work to getting in there, kind of mixing it up, figuring out how to find opportunities and exploit them, and then ultimately being really um, diligent about taking advantage of those opportunities that, that have been presented in front of me. And like I said, it turned into a really, really big company very, very quickly. Looking back, it was a hell of a ride, as you can imagine. Let me ask you, Kent, when you were going through that, you know, coming up, so you figure, you know, most of your life you've been dealing with that. As a young kid, um, was it tough for you to deal with at times? I'm sure you probably did not get a lot of sleep. You go to school, you, you're going to work, you're doing your thing. Was there a point where Kent Clothier said, man, this is, I don't know if this entrepreneurial life is for me or let me just see where this takes me and I'll decide at some point in my life. Did you ever go through that phase in your life? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, there's a couple different ways to look at it. Number one, yeah, it was never, it was, we're all kids, right? So we only know what we know. We're a product of our environment. So it, for me, I never knew anything but going to my, with my dad to go work at the store or go do whatever, right? It was just, it was always that way in my life. Now, naturally, when you get into high school and your friends start talking about going to college or they're going to parties or doing whatever, I mean, I, I played sports in high school. I played Texas high school football, which is like a religion down there, um, right? And so I was involved in all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah, there were certainly those moments where I, where I wanted to be out running up and down the streets with my friends, or I wanted to be going to the parties and going to all that other stuff. And, and quite frankly, um, if I had had my own way, I probably would have done that. The reality mm-hmm. of the, the circumstances were that my father was like, um, what it had no part of it. He was like, no, we're going to do, you're going to do what I tell you to do. You're going to sit here. And, and I don't know that there was ever really a big master plan, right? I don't want to, you know, looking back, it certainly, 
you could certainly frame it that there was a big plan, but the reality of it was is that he needed my help. He needed my brother's help. We're a family-run business. We were doing what we needed to do to get going, and I was paying attention. And I was um, just the kind of guy that I was. I knew all along that I would never. I guess my entire life, I always knew that I would never work for somebody. Um, right. So I can always remember, never, always thinking that I was special. That there was never going to be time where I where I ever was going to be okay working for anybody. And that I would always do my own thing. So I will tell you that that is something that's probably a little different than most of my friends were thinking. I was never thinking about, I need to go to college and get a degree and go become a doctor or attorney or, or any kind of business. I was never thinking like that. I was always thinking about how am I going to build a business that's going to do something great, right? And so that is probably a little different. And then when anytime you think about that, surely there's a big trade-off. For sure, I was like, I got to... I got to stay focused, even in my 20s, even in my 30s, right? I, I was always mm-hmm. um, not the kind of guy that I was going to get out there. and I wasn't willing to sacrifice uh, today, tonight, this moment for what I wanted ultimately my life to be. And I, I've fought that way most of my life. Now, when I look back, I clearly understand that a lot of that training, if you will, for lack of better ways of saying it, came from the environment that I was being raised in. I was just being raised to think very differently right. than almost anybody else that was around me. Wow. But I didn't know any different, right? So I never looked at it like it was a problem. I just looked at it as this is the way it is. Right. Right. And so basically your brothers basically fell in line and you all just kind of just said, this is, this is what it is and we just have to go do it. Sounds, that sounds accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, anybody that's listening that has ever come up in a family business clearly knows that that's not always cupcakes and roses and and sunshine, right? There's a lot of times when it's difficult to separate personal from business. And I can tell you that we worked really hard at it. You know, my father's only 19 years older than me. So when I'm an 18 year old kid, my dad's 37 and you know, he's full of just as much energy and, and, super alpha male, right? So we're, we're two guys going toe to toe. And of course I'm 18 and full of crap and think I'm can, can change the world. And so there's a lot of testosterone in those meetings, a lot of, a lot of banging around, but all in a, all in a, ultimately in a very productive way. Um, and, and again, you don't, we don't always have all of that stuff figured out even to this day, but anytime you're in a family business, it's going to be challenging. And especially if you're in a family business where, people are extremely passionate about growth and, mm-hmm. you know, continuing to build something, not just sitting there and ringing a cash register every day at a convenience store, like we're looking for the next biggest, greatest opportunity. For sure, there's going to be, there's going to be hardships and for sure you're going to get, you know, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to go through some of those battles, but that's just the that's just the way I just, again, for me personally, that's just the way it was. And I don't regret any of it. I look back on it now that it was an amazing education to, for me to understand what I needed, to, what it took to get to the next level. That is awesome. Founder and CEO of Real Estate Worldwide, Kent Clothier is my guest here on The Movement. All right, so Kent, now I didn't say it in your bio, but so at one point you all had bought, was I, well, you all bought out, you, you all bought somebody else, and then you took over the operations. Can you talk about what it was like when you took over the operations? Of uh, Which company? Uh, the grocery company. I think you had, you all had okay. bought somebody or there's someone bought you and had merged. So what and happened? Then you... so, yeah. Yeah. So what happened? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got it. So, so effectively 
we start growing this company and I'm 23, 24 years old. My father retires out of the business. I am now running this company. And um, in the first year that I took over, where it was all my responsibility, we went from roughly 48 million to roughly 90 million. And that got a lot of attention from a lot of our competitors. And ultimately, one of our largest competitors came in and, and purchased our company and ultimately moved me and my wife at the time down to Boca Raton, Florida. And so you can imagine the huge disparity between Memphis, Tennessee and Boca Raton, Florida, where yes. I went from a place where right. <laughs> you know, I was kind of a big fish in a little pond where I was uh, nothing. And right. Boca Raton is an extremely wealthy place. And so got down there and the company that had purchased us was, was struggling, uh, at least in their minds. They were doing $800 million a year, but they were still struggling. Uh, to get to the next level, they had plateaued, and they wanted that new blood, that new energy, that new leadership, and so they effectively threw me the keys to the company and said, go, run, go do what you do. What you just did with your company, we want you to do it with our company. And in hmm. three years, we took it from $800 million to $1.8 billion. And wow, I was 27 years old when they did that, and you can imagine, I mean, I look at it today, and I'm like, wow, what, I mean, what did these guys see? Because... I'm 49 years old now, but uh, there's not a chance that I would ever hand the keys of my company to a 27-year-old kid. <laughs> I haven't met that kid, but that's exactly what they did. Um, sure enough, it paid off for them, right? It blew up, and by the time I was 30, it was, like I said, the seventh largest privately held company in Florida, wildly successful, um, just printing money, and everybody was, was, was really, really happy, and that took a lot of that took a lot of uh, insight and and a lot of faith on on their part, which I'm extremely grateful for. Like I said, I don't know even how they how they came about having that kind of faith in me to do that, but in the end, it worked out for everybody. Now that's why this show is called the Movement. You just kept moving, and I love it, uh, Kent. So let me ask you two questions actually for the hits. This next part, um, talk about when you so when you were now you were one of the so your dad running it, and you were you know you were one of the shipmates now. You're in the captain's chair. So my two-part question is, what was your, obviously your mindset was probably saying, was there a little apprehension when you took over the captain's chair? And then talk about what came later as the, as, as the, as the company was growing and then when you started having some conflict coming up, uh, towards you. Can you talk about those two things? So let's talk, yeah, so let me take one step back and basically say, okay. let me tell so I went from the grocery industry into real estate and, and people often ask me, how did that even happen? And, and so I'll tell you one, how I got into real estate and then two, how that leads to your question. So at the end of the day, um, when I was 30, I ended up believing all of the noise around me and meaning that I'd been very, very successful. Uh, I had all of my friends that had all gone off to college now works for me. Um, you know, everything, everything about my life um, from the outside looking in looked like I was doing amazing. And, and I absolutely believed all of it. I was that guy that all of that success was me, was because of me. And all you ever had to do was just ask me because I was all too willing to tell you, right? I was very, very mm -hmm. myself. And so uh, as fate would have it, um, you know, I had, I, I needed to get served some humble pie. And that came in by the way of, me going back to the owners of the company and effectively saying, Hey, I, I want, I want equity back in this company, right? I, I've helped build this for you. I want equity. And they, and they flat refused me uh, without hesitation. 
And I was making millions and millions of dollars. And so I had no, you know, at 30 years old, I had never been anything but successful at that point. Um, but hearing that they were not willing to give me uh, any equity back really did not sit well with me. And so in a span of about six minutes of, of that conversation, I just quit and I just walked out and mm-hmm. decided I was going to go and start my own thing, build my own thing and just kind of build it all back up. But I would be in complete control again. And, you know, a state would have it. That did not work out even remotely close to anything that looked like success. It took me 22 months for me to lose millions and millions of dollars uh, and basically completely wipe myself out um, trying to stay in that industry. But, but again, kind of believing that I had all the answers when obviously I did not. Right. And they helped me really appreciate all the other facets of business, all the power of the team, the power of the people, the power of, of systems and processes and what it really takes to build a business um, versus what I experienced all my life. I just kind of taken it for granted a lot of the things that were naturally happening on my journey up um, that are all required, right? Whether it's just something as understanding a cash flow statement, being able to, to understand financing, understand bank financing, understand all your partnerships, receivables, understanding how to put a good team together. I mean, all those things had kind of happened for me naturally, but I didn't really study them and understand them. And so naturally I lost everything. That was really humbling for me uh, and devastating is probably the better word. But it led me into real estate because uh, I had burned every bridge on my way down in the grocery industry, so I had nowhere else to turn. And seeing all of the late night infomercials and you know, kind of like you were talking about earlier, you know, kind of gravitating to real estate and saying, "Hey, this might be something I can actually do." I got involved and became, uh, by most measures, very successful at it very quickly. Uh, was my first year and a half. I flipped a hundred houses uh, without any of my own money and made over a million dollars. And I was like, I got this, I can do this. Um, and became really passionate about how the processes that I had learned inside of my previous life, applying them inside of my newfound business. Ironically, simultaneously, um, my, my, my family and I just weren't really communicating, weren't really talking, we were going through a rough patch, but uh, you know, as the world works in mysterious ways. My father and my brother were both doing real estate, very similar to what I was doing. They were just doing it in different cities. They were doing it in Memphis, Tennessee, and doing it in Denver, Colorado, and I was doing it down in Boca Raton, Florida. And once we figured out that we were all doing it, um, we got together, kind of allowed us to have a common bond. We got together, started talking about ways we could potentially do it together. One thing led to another, and before you knew it, this, the genesis, if you will, the beginnings, the seed of Memphis and Best was being born. Mm-hmm. In that, um, we were we were starting to do deals together. We were starting to bring investors from other places, bringing them into Memphis, Tennessee, to invest in cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Because what we figured out is that when you look at high price markets like Florida, like New York, like Chicago, like anywhere on the, on the coast, right? California. And then you look mm-hmm. at some market like Memphis, Tennessee, where a um, $100,000 house is a beautiful home, three bedroom, two bath, 2,500 square foot house built 10 years ago. People just couldn't believe the value that they could extract out of a small town market like that and get high rents, cash flow properties. And so we knew we had something right then. Um, and so that's when we started putting together this idea of bringing investors in and allowing them to buy in, in, in Memphis and us kind of taking that whole, taking them through that entire process and managing that whole process. 
And it beca- I became really passionate about showing people how to do it. And I, I became less passionate about the actual doing it. And so to your question, I realized right then as my my family and I were coming back together, more importantly, my father and I were coming back together that I had become, right. I had been the boss, I had been the boss for too long. And that me working with my father in that kind of capacity, him, you know, ultimately being the CEO of that company, that that wasn't going to work for me. And so I quickly realized that I needed to uh, help other people create their dream, train them, software, show them, give them the tools, all that, rather than basically get in the weeds and start buying and selling houses with them. And so that's how the division of responsibilities ultimately landed. So my father is a CEO and runs Memphis Invest. And is, as you mentioned, wildly successful, now flipped over, right, I think it's 5,500 properties, um, wow. manages, manage almost 6,000 properties for investors all over the world. Uh, there's hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And then ultimately I started our... Uh, education and software division, which is called Real Estate Worldwide, which, and that's kind of the best of both worlds for us, right? I, I am, I, there's, there's only one guy in charge on my side of the coin. There's only one guy in charge on his side of the coin. And it allows us both to do exactly what we need to do autonomously while also creating the synergy and, and allowing us to ultimately um, strategize and help each other from a marketing and, and, and a brand building standpoint. I mean, Memphis Invest clearly wouldn't, there were, nobody would know who Memphis Invest was if it wasn't for the brand that I had built over the years. And I, ideally, I would never have the credibility to talk about it if Memphis Invest wasn't doing what they were doing. So it worked out well for all of us. That's awesome. Let me ask you, Kent, when the family got together to launch Memphis Invest, and I remember you had came from the grocery industry, was it, and I'm, I'm listening to your story, and I already know it, like you're just that mentality, just keep going. Was it just like when you presented the idea of, you know, this, I, I'm in real estate, let's do this together. Was it, was it, were there a little hesitancy from your father and your brothers or was it, you know what, let's jump in and let's go ahead and do it. How, how was, how did that no, come? There was a lot go? of hesitancy. Yeah. There was a lot of hesitancy with everybody because the obvious problem uh, was exactly what I just pointed out that I had been the CEO of a almost $2 billion year company. I'd basically been my own guy for a long time. And so to suddenly come and I wasn't going to give that up clearly and neither was my father. And so trying to navigate that successfully has always been tricky for us. Uh, luckily as we get older and we get more mature and we start putting our families first and really understanding that in the end, that's really all that matters. The families and the customers and our, our, you know, our team members trying to kind of check our egos at the door. Um, we've, we've been able to navigate that very successfully, but they, but it's always, you know, the, the thing in the room, if you will, that, um, leaders want to lead. And it's really challenging in any business. If you have a natural born leader inside of your organization, if you're lucky enough to have one, the worst thing you could ever do is somehow, you know, cut their legs out from underneath them and not give them the authority, not give them the power, not allow them to make the decisions and move ahead. And so we saw pretty early on, probably after a couple of years, that there was just no way uh, this was ever going to go the way where I was going to naturally fold under under him or he was going to naturally fold under me. So it was right. pretty obvious that we had to, that we had to figure out a better solution. And we did that. That's exactly what we did. I mean, if you look at real estate worldwide, it now has 
55,000 students all over the world. I mean, we have, you know, it's, it's one of these things where both those companies independently have been on the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing companies several years in a row. Um, in the end, it worked, but it's always been that one challenging thing. Like, how do you make sure that the leaders are, are able to lead? Right. Absolutely. Ken Colby, a CEO and founder of Real Estate Worldwide and one of the founders of Memphis Invest, is my guest here on The Movement. The Movement can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, here on Voice America and the Influencers Channel. Um, I briefly mentioned 1-800-SELL-NOW, which is kind of how I found you. And after we come back from the break in a few minutes, I want to get a little more. But I kind of want to talk about one eight. Now, did really did REWW come first, or did one eight hundred sell now come first, or did they come together? How did that work? One eight hundred sell now came first. It was the fir- It was okay. my very first foray into trying to help other investors. That was the first thing we ever okay. did. And talk about what your intention was for one eight hundred sell now when you launched that. Sure. So when I when I got involved in real estate. Um, when I was in the, when I was really going at it hot and heavy down in down in South Florida, this was a highly competitive market, and this right. was the run up, right? When we've all we've seen the movie The Big Short, where where money was basically free, anybody could get a mortgage. If you could fog a mirror, then they were going to write a loan for you. I mean that that was the way, that was the way it was in the market that I was. So it was very challenging to stand out. It was very challenging to get any kind of attention whatsoever to get access to a property before somebody else got in there. And so mm-hmm. I was looking for a way to do that. And I'd watched 1-800-CONTACT, 1-800-FLOWERS. Uh, I'd watched 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I'd seen these brands, 1-800-FEDEX. Yes. And there was a lot of things mm-hmm. that were happening. And I was like, I wonder if I can get the number. And so I went through a whole list of ideas of numbers. And I basically called um, you know, 1-800-735-5669, which spelled out sell now. And the guy that owned it didn't really know what he had owned. I mean, he didn't see it as a vanity mm. number. It was just his 800 number. And we started talking and I got on a plane and flew up and put a deal together and effectively licensed this brand as a, as the master licensee for 99 years and knew that, you know, he could never get it out from underneath me now. And I started using it in my own marketing down in South Florida. And it just exploded. Because the wow. thing that most people, a lot of people that are probably listening to this don't necessarily realize, right, the big misconception is that there are really two, two real estate markets that are going on at, at any time, always. And that's the retail market where the realtors are involved and the signs going to the yard and what they're reporting on the news and all that kind of good stuff, right? Um, that's, that's the retail market. That happens every day. What they don't realize is that, that over 40% of the market is something completely different. 40% of the market is crisis real estate. People that need to sell their house now, people that want to sell yeah. their house for all cash, people that want to get out of it quickly because of some crisis, whether that's divorce or foreclosure or unforeseen medical bills or loss of job or whatever it is, there's some crisis going on in their life that they want to get out from underneath this house fast. And by fast, we mean in the next few minutes. And yes. so that's where I started focusing all my attention on, right? So we built the brand, 1-800-SELL-NOW. We started marketing very heavily to people that we felt like were in some kind of distress and that we could help them come in and, and make them an all-cash offer and you know get their, get their house taken care of quickly. 
and we just hit a niche at the perfect time. So while everybody else was talking about this retail side of it and going and getting loans and all this other stuff, we just really focused on it. And what that re- that just exploded our business. But the the big gotcha with that is an 800 number works everywhere in North America, but I was in one mm-hmm. market. And so the natural next thing was, well, how do I go and help allow other investors, other entrepreneurs all over the country to use my same phone number and just pay me for it? And we figured out how to do it. We figured out how to do it through technology. We figured out how to, how to put the whole thing together through the website, through the, through the back end with a toll-free number. And before you knew it, we had seven or 800 people all over the country that were effectively licensing our brand from us. And we would provide them with television commercials and radio spots and everything. They, all, the, all the marketing I was just using, we were just allowing them to use it and just pay us a monthly fee to use the number. And when somebody called the phone number, we would direct the call right to them. And so that was our very first exposure, if you will, uh, to helping other people leverage what we knew already worked. And that's how I found you. That's the first thing that I saw. I didn't know what it was. I read, 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 and then I dug a little bit more, and I saw real estate worldwide, and um, just a fantastic just, just a fantastic job that you did with that. Kent, we got about three minutes to the break, so I'm going to uh, throw out a question. But let's just talk about REWW real quick. And you kind of briefly touched on it a little bit. Just talk about, you know, the leaps and bounds that this company has grown over the last few years. Uh, we headed into the break here. Um, just talk about setting it up and what it's been like. Your, 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 your support staff is great. I know quite a few of them. So talk about them for a little bit, and we'll talk, pick it up on the other side of the break. Yeah, we have an amazing team that does a great job helping thousands of people all over the country every, every year uh, to get it, not only get involved in real estate investing as, a, as an active job, if they wanted a job, a business, if they want to own a business, we show people exactly how to do that and give them all the tools, all the training, everything they need, literally, all the way down to funding their deals. Um, and then everything in between. And once you actually get, get going and you want to turn it into a big business, well, I mean, you're talking to a guy and a company that's done that also. And so whether it's starting out or trying to turn it into a big business or just going and buying properties, you know, through our investor concierge program where we can hook you up directly with Memphis Invest, then I mean, we got you covered all the way around. And, and it's turned into, as you said, some a very, very exciting organization over the last few years that I'm, I'm extremely proud of. We're in our 13th year and we've helped tens of thousands uh, of people and, and to really kind of become financially free through what we do. Well, what I want to compliment you on is when I had bought the smart program, um, you know, even though I had been investing a little bit, Kent, um, once I saw the courses that you guys ordered, uh, uh, offered as I was talking about earlier and, I thought I had learned what I needed to learn from those previous three coaches. But then when I go into the 12 courses that real estate worldwide offered, you know, I was like, I thought I knew some stuff and then I found out I really didn't know as much as I thought I did. So I really enjoyed the courses that our real estate worldwide offers inside the program. I just think that's, uh, you know, you have a lot of the, the coaches that want to coach and then take the money and run, but the courses actually break down and have you do certain things, plot, you know, step by step. And I learned a whole lot after I got the courses. I just want to commend you and your staff for putting that wonderful product together. I love that, brother. I mean, we take a lot of pride in that and invested a lot of time and money in making sure that that it was actionable data that would get you to the finish line. So I, I appreciate you saying that. That means a lot to me. 
and I mean every word of it. Uh, founder and CEO of Real Estate Worldwide, uh, Kent Clothing, is my guest here on The Movement. We are going to take our one and only break. When we come back from the break, I want Kent to talk about his Scale and Escape Summit where I just came back from. And you used to call Fixing Sub. I'm actually going to ask him what was up with the name change. I bet I know what the reason is, but I'm going to ask him to talk about that. And I want him to talk about his wonderful family and some of the big real estate investors that he works with um, that are some of the most powerful in the industry. I want him to talk about it. And I'm going to let him leave us with a message of motivation at the end of the show. So we'll be right back on the move with right after this. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com il. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you are in the Alabama area, weddings, social, and corporate events can be a daunting task to put together, and that's where an experienced event planner can take your vision and your specific event goals and expand them to create a totally unforgettable experience. To call, please, or you know what? How about text? Text, I do, to get a 10% discount if you decide to book an event with my wonderful friend Carly, who put together Kent's recent event. We'll talk about that in a minute. So text I do to 256-580-PLAN-PLAN. That's 256-580-PLAN. Text I do and get a 10% discount if you book an event. Or you can go to their wonderful website, www.huntsvilleeventsplanner.com. That's www.huntsvilleeventsplanner.com. And programming notes. You're an actress in the 80s, and you've been asked to become a professional wrestler. Who does that? Well, on the next episode of The Movement, the first original member of the Smash Television hit show, Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, Janine Vasson joins the show. She will discuss being the first hire to the show as the character Hollywood on Glow, the reaction to the show when it premiered, her transition to being a stunt woman after Glow, 
starting her own production company and being honored by the prestigious Cauliflower Alley Club, which is a fraternal professional wrestling organization for their achievements and helping break the glass ceiling in the sport. Also, being a part of the Netflix smash hit Glow, based on the documentary about the 1980s smash hit television show, which has been nominated for 10 Emmy nominations and will return for a third fantastic season, August 9th, and we'll also talk about her upcoming original Glow Girl Cruise, which takes place September 7th through the 14th. That's Janine Basson, a.k.a. Hollywood, next week on The Movement. We are back for the final part of the move with, with my friend, uh, CEO and founder of Real Estate Worldwide, Kent Clothier, and I appreciate him joining the show today as a busy, busy man. And Kent, I said before the break to talk about uh, your, your scale and escape summit, and it used to be called the Fix and Flip Pump Summit, which I was at two years ago when I first met you. So I got a two-part question. Talk about if there was a reason for that name change. I think I know why, but talk about the reason for the name change, and then talk about the what your intentions were when you put this fabulous event together. Well, so there wasn't, an, there was not a name change. We added the scale and escape, but the fix and flip still happens. It happens in January. Okay. And we moved the scale and escape okay. to happen in June. And so gotcha. the reason why we did that, as you, as you pointed out, there is a reason is that the fix and flip event and, and quite frankly, the entire real estate education uh, industry um, is all focused on the beginners. And again, you do not have to look very hard. I mean, just go watch, uh, uh, go watch the television tonight at about midnight, and I can almost guarantee you there's going to be some infomercial trying to get you to come to some live event where they're going to try to tr- you know, pull you into their world and train you on how to become a real estate yes. investor. And so mm-hmm. a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of time and effort that's put into talking to brand new people and showing them how to get involved. And I mean, again, a lot of that comes from the shows that are on A&E TV or HDTV, right? I mean, we all kind of get enamored with that romanticized version of what happens when somebody's re, you know, rehabbing a house. And so naturally, that's, that's the easiest way to get people to pull in. So our fix and flip is designed for that same audience. And we teach people at that event in January, very specifically, the exact strategies that we use to go and find a property and the find and flip event. We go find a property and quickly flip it with no um, money. And I know everybody thinks that that's impossible to do. The reality is it's just the opposite. It happens every single day, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times a day where you can go do what is called wholesaling, buying a house effectively by putting it under contract. You're not really buying it. You're putting it under contract. You've negotiated an amazing price and then effectively turning around and assigning your interest to somebody that wants to step in and take over your contract. And that's how you do a deal and make tens of thousands of dollars without ever really having any money in the deal. And so that's what that event is around. Now, Scale and Escape, what we've noticed over the years is nobody ever talks about how do you go from that person, the person that's flipping a few houses a year, maybe doing a few rehabs, how do you go from that person to the person that actually has freedom? Because I've never met anybody that even in, in, in any entrepreneurial endeavor, never met anybody that said, hey, I got into this to go to make, to make a lot of money so that I could just work really, really hard. And so right. I could have no freedom and so I could never see my kids, never hang out with my wife, never hang out with my husband. Nobody, nobody, we all get into it for some version of freedom and time freedom specifically. We want to be able to do what we want to do. And, but nobody talks about it because quite frankly, 
nobody knows how to do it. There's only a handful of people out there uh, that have actually built really, really big organizations, hired hundreds mm-hmm. of people, hired, you know, put all the systems and the processes and the automation and all the marketing and all the things that go into place to building an actual organization. Uh, there aren't a lot of people that, are, that have actually experienced that successfully, and there aren't even fewer that are willing to talk about it if they have done it. And so the idea behind Scale and Escape, and we started it three years ago, is we want to show you, okay, you know how to do deals, you know how to make money, you're never going to be broke, but you still don't own a business. And so let us right. show you how to turn it into an actual business. And sometimes people are like, well, what if I don't want it to be a business? Well, again, I go back to... Um, it's all about options. Wouldn't you want the option to travel around the world for a month and just know that you're going to have more money in your bank account when you get back than when you left? I mean, that would be a nice yes. option to have. But for many people, yes. when they get into this new thing, they go off and they start a new business, they don't clearly realize that they don't really own a business. They own a job. And we're trying to help them with that particular event, kind of bridge that gap, kind of get out of your own way kind of slow down on the whole hustle thing that we all hear about online every day. And let's just be methodical. Let's actually put the, the processes and automation and people in place that will give you the options that you really wanted when you started the business. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I just recently attended that scale and escape event, which uh, I was, you know, this is, so it's my second event that you put together well done. The investors and the speakers that you have are just first class. They know this stuff. Um, and one of the things, and I'll put myself out there, uh, is that you pronounce it right at the beginning of the whole event. I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm unapologetic about it, and that's what it's about. And I really appreciated that because I found out from you right as I was sitting there, and you talked right to me, and it got me to kind of raise my game as well. I wanted to go from being a rock star to a superstar and just do what I need to do. So that's, the, I think other than learning all the stuff that from social media to how to do the, the work systems and all that other stuff in boardroom, which I'm sure you'll talk about briefly here for a second. I just really appreciate your direct directness, no BS attitude toward the audience. When you're there, you're just saying, this is what it is. Well, I really appreciate you speaking into me. Yeah. And what, and where that comes from, Shannon, as you clearly know, cause you've been around me, is I'm just, I'm extremely sensitive um, when it comes to time. And a lot of things that have happened in my life that have, hate, uh, that have helped me to appreciate how precious uh, time really is. And time is our only currency. Everybody thinks it's about money. I can assure you it is not about money. When you're on your deathbed, you are not going to sit there and say, well, I just wish I had more money. But you almost assuredly are going to sit there and say, I wish I just had more time. And people are just very, very irresponsible and reckless with their time. They don't take it seriously. They don't think about what they're doing on a daily basis. They don't think about how they are making the most of opportunities there that are are put in front of them. In fact, everybody around them, in in most cases, is conning them and pulling them back into this this uh, mediocrity, this this comfortable, very comfortable space, right? Uh, yes, of, yes. I don't have to do much. I don't have to push myself hard. I don't have to go for it. I don't really need to, to wring everything out of life. And, and I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get to it next week, next month. And nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, it could all be done in a minute. And so when it comes to these events, 
uh, as you just mentioned, or comes to anything inside of our businesses. I, I, I'm very passionate about helping people to kind of break through some of that mental garbage that it ta- that, is, that we all have that is holding us back. And I'm going to tell you exactly what it takes, exactly what it, what it, what it does, what, what, what is going to be required on a daily basis. I'm going to tell you exactly what this is. I'm going to connect all the dots for you. All you have to do is just follow it and do exactly what I tell you to do. And I can virtually guarantee you're going to be successful. Inevitably, most don't. And so that's where it comes into, like you said, sometimes I have to be more direct than others. I just say, I'm talking directly to you. You're the one I'm talking to. Because if you will listen, there are so many passionate business leaders out there. And and whether you get connected with them on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or however, books, you know, podcasts, the, the bottom line is information is everywhere. And there are extremely smart, intelligent, passionate business leaders that clearly know what it takes. And what, we're, what we are all, all have in common is that we feel like uh, at a very deep level that we've been given a gift. And that's exactly the way I feel. Like I told you earlier, I mean, I feel like I've been given the gift of being raised in an entrepreneurial family, entrepreneurial environment where I was pushed hard and I understand the value of that. And I'm not going to allow somebody to sit there in front of me and con themselves into believing that they don't deserve success. I never graduated from, I never went to college. I hardly graduated from high school. I'm a redneck from Memphis, Tennessee. There's nothing special about me, but I'm, you know, by most measures, wildly successful, not only in the business side, but on the family side. And, and I live the life that I, that I have designed. So if I can do it, I can assure you anybody can do it. You just got to get out of your own way and go for it. And that's, that's what that's about, brother. It's just, I just don't believe in, I believe I got a special gift and I believe I have an opportunity with a handful of people and I'm not going to waste it. It's never going to happen. Well, I love it. And, uh, and, and I, and it spoke to me. And since I've come back, I've gotten a little kick, kick in the ego and everywhere else. And I really appreciated that as well. We got about four minutes left before the end of the show. Can I, could you do me a favor or two things? Could you give out where everybody can reach you, all your, your, your core businesses and everything. And if you don't mind, can you leave a little message to the movement audience? I always like a little motivational message, something to, you know, be direct as I know you are, as I found out a few weeks ago. So can you just give out maybe the, the contact information and everything for REWW and Memphis Invest and sure. all of that. And then just leave a sure. little message if you don't mind. You got it. So we're easy to find. You can find me at kentclothier.com or I'm easy to find on Facebook or Instagram. You can find our, uh, corporate site at reww.com, which stands for Real Estate Worldwide, reww.com, or you can find Memphis Invest at memphisinvest.com. And any of those companies, any of those sites, we will gladly jump in with you and help you any way we possibly can, regardless of where you are and what you're trying to accomplish inside of real estate or inside of business in general. But I'd be happy to connect with any of you. As far as a message, I mean, I think I'd probably just kind of echo exactly what I just said. The bottom line is that time is not on your side and don't ever get seduced into believing that it is. You have the opportunity to live an intentional life. You have the opportunity to live a life by design. It is going to require work. It is going to require actually mapping out the process. People every day, if I told you to go to the grocery store and get groceries, you would never stop at that one comment. You would ask me what I want 
I want what size do I want? What exactly is the brand I want? What's the, you know, do you want almond milk? Do you want soy milk? Whatever it is, right? You really would get very specific with me on exactly what I wanted. Therefore, when you go to the grocery store and buy me groceries and pick them up, bring them back to me, you know, you'd be successful. The reality is, is that's such a minor thing. But if I asked every one of your listeners to do the same thing with their life, they would almost, none of them would be able to do it. This is exactly what I want out of my life down to the, but that's the process. Find out exactly what you want. Get dialed in on it and then map the way to get there and be intentional and be in a hurry to make that happen. When you combine all that stuff, that's where all the magic happens, baby. It is such a powerful um, awakening when you realize that the time is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week, next month. It's now. So get to it. Well, I want to say to you, if I got about two minutes before I let you go, I want to say to you um, that, you know, I had, I had just released my third book, which is a best-selling book, and one of the chapters in the book was based on when I went to the Fix and Flip back in 2017, and chapter 18 is called Getting on the Plane, and I kind of chronicle what that was like. And my show is called The Movement because that was a movement I had to make. And getting on that plane and coming out there and meeting you and getting around people, like-minded individuals, um, we talked about one of the phrases at, your, at this last summit was uh, proximity is power. I had never been in a room of a bunch of people like that. And it was a life-changing event. Um, I kind of chronicle it in the book. Um, I thank you and your team in the book. You are fantastic. I, I have pretty much have bought in. I'm on part of the board when we didn't get to talk about it, but it's an elite scale of investors. You all can just reach out to KenClothier.com, R-E-W-W.com. Just, you will know about all of this. I want to say to you, thank you for the movement that you didn't know that you were doing at the time you were doing it. Thank you for just being the badass that you are. Thank you for let, allowing me in your world. Again, thanks for starting your movement and thank you for being a part of mine today. Kent, it was an honor and a pleasure to have you on my show. I really appreciate it. And the pleasure was all mine, my friend. That is it for the movement. Uh, I'd like to thank Kent Clothier, my guest next week, Janine Basson, uh, former original member of GLOW, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, will be on my show next week. Remember, if you have not started any movements in your life, what the hell are you waiting for, especially after listening to that tremendous story by my friend Kent Clothier. Until then, see you all next week. Thank you for joining us for The Movement. Your host, Shannon D. Hughes, invites you to tune in again for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.